welcome to Long Story Long. I'm your host, Lisa Curry. Today's guest is my hilarious friend, Marshall Brandon. Marshall is a stand-up, an actor, a writer. He has written for True TV, and he is also in the first season, which is out now, of Flatbush Misdemeanors that you can catch on Showtime. I had such a fun time talking to Marshall and hearing his story, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So here you go. Check it out. Hey, Marshall. How are you? I'm great, Lisa. Great to see you. Great. Good to see you, too. I haven't seen you in a long time. It's been a very long time. I think the last time was on uh, on a street in New York. Yeah, no kidding. I think that, I mean, it had to be a couple of years ago or maybe like last year. I was out there last January. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was then. It was then. We're at a club or something. I mean, I just we ran into each other. You're leaving a club or something like that. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't run into you more, you know, because I think we have a lot of I think we have a lot of mutual friends and, you know, obviously we worked on comedy knockout together. So, yes, that was my first time really being in a, in a writing room. like yeah? that. Yeah. That was like, it was my second writing job. That was mine as well. That's really funny. That was mm-hmm. my first like big one, I think, or, you know, yeah. like non game show one. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's cool. So where are you from New York? Where are you from? I'm from Connecticut originally, Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, nice. Yeah. I lived, I lived in New York for about 12 years um connecticut i'm a connecticut guy nice and uh did you when you were a kid did you know you wanted to do stand-up looking back i kind of um i could kind of say yeah when looking back like when i was growing up i was just in love with comedy from as far back as like from kindergarten like from damn first grade like if there was comedy like when you're flipping through the channels if there was Uh stand-up on there i'm watching the stand-up wait what kind of comedy are you getting into in kindergarten well, I mean, no, it was all it was all HBO and, and <laughs> Shit. Like, I, I remember um I remember seeing like Ellen DeGeneres' HBO debut. She was on a show called Woman of the Night, Women of the Night. Uh-huh. And it was four, it was four comedians. And when I saw her there, I was like, wow, she's hilarious. You know what I mean? Wow. And then she like, and then years later you see where she is now. But but yeah, I used to watch comedy heavy when I was a kid. Yeah. Anything. Does anything stick out? Like, were, were, were you ever watching something and you were like, shit, I want to do that? Yeah. You know what it, it was? I thought it was so cool, but I could not for the life of me figure out how they made jokes. Like, yeah, how to, how to like make how to how, like how to craft a joke. So um, that's that's what was the that was the big uh, obstacle right there. But yeah, I was yeah. I went to see Eddie Murphy uh, raw by myself, too. I was in like Come the eight, eight, eight no, 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 hell no. Oh, um, I was like, what? <laughs> no, and because it, it came out in the movie theaters. Yeah. And and my sister was, my older sister was going to the movies and my mother was like, she was going with her boyfriend and she was like, take your brother. And my sister got all <laughs> mad. I love that, by the way, that that's like an insurance policy in like, right, like pounds. It's like, mm, you're not going to be hooking up because you're taking your sibling. <laughs> <laughs> right. And as soon, as soon as we got in the car, I was like, hey, if y'all buy me tickets to Eddie Murphy Raw, y'all can go do whatever you want. So they bought me a ticket and some popcorn and I went in there and watched that by myself. Oh, that's pretty. That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Wait, did your, your mom didn't find out you saw that, did she? No, she didn't. She had no idea. And I didn't and I didn't know what my sister was up to. And I didn't care. I wanted to see Eddie Murphy Ross. That's so funny. My parents would have been quizzing me. They would have been like, so what? Tell me about this movie you saw with your siblings. (laughs) 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 I've been asking for proof. Wait, so you so you go and you sit and you watch this by yourself. How old are you at this point? I'm I'm probably in like the eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. All right. 
Yeah, I definitely wasn't in high school. Yeah, just enough to know that you don't want to be a snatch on your sister. Exactly. (laughs) Was it, what did you, so watching that, were you like, holy shit, what's this, what is this? Well, yeah, I I mean, I already saw Delirious. I'd already Mm -hmm. saw Delirious. And so it was like, this was, it, it was like comparable to like, the Transformers movie coming out for a kid. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. I wanted to see it so bad. So it was yeah. like to be able to go sit in the theater and watch it. It was like the greatest thing in the world. To me. That's awesome. When did you realize you wanted to get into comedy? Like that, that, that was going to be a career option for you. Did you go to college after high school or was, you know, was there like yeah. another path you started on? Yeah, no, I went to college. I, I majored in uh, criminal justice. Oh, get and, out. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and there that was the first time I got to see comedy live because, you know, comedians will come to the college. And oh, yeah, I so, thought, you, thought you meant just because like people are clowning around in class. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you know how those judges are. <laughs> right. <laughs> those professors, <laughs> yeah. those silly professors. Mm-hmm. But they um yeah. So, you know, comedians will come to the school and perform for the students. And so that was a and when I saw it live, I was like, wow, like it it didn't seem so like it didn't seem like it was like something I couldn't figure out, you know? Yeah. And they had a um and they ended up having a contest like my junior year mm-hmm. uh, for the students, a comedy competition. And I wrote down like five things that I was going to talk about. I didn't write jokes. or anything. I just wrote five topic matter. And I went up there and when I was up there, it felt like uh when you're taking a test and you're like, damn, if I would have studied a little bit, I get an A on this test real easy. That's how I felt just up there. So the next, and I came in like third place and the next year I prepared for it and I won it. And at that point I was like, this is what I'm going to do. So after I graduated, I just started getting on stage everywhere I could. Wait, when you say you prepared for it, did you go to open mics then or what, what were you? No, I wrote, I wrote jokes. Like I, I wrote the jokes out because so I know what I, exactly what I was going to say mm-hmm. when I was up. So it was like the first time I just wrote a list. And the second time I really wrote down what I was going to say. Yeah. So, Wait, so you finished college then, right? And then yeah. did comedy after that? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like most people are like, oh, this I want to do this other thing. And it's just like any excuse to drop out of college. I, I did that myself. I was like, oh, I'm dropping out. I want to go into entertainment. I don't need this shit. So that's like... <laughs> huge that you finished yeah yeah I definitely finished because I because I I knew what I wanted to do at that point but mm-hmm. then it's like I was like if I finish then I don't gotta hear nobody's mouth like my parents ain't yeah. gonna be you know what I mean yeah and 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 at least I know that whatever happens I, I got a degree that I could like get a job with you know what I mean so yeah so absolutely I just, I finished so you're done with college and you start doing mics all the time. Are you still in Connecticut at this point? Yeah, I mean, I, I was, yeah. And, and there was like a a, produ- a a promoter or producer who was putting together like two shows in New Haven, like a Monday mm-hmm. and a Thursday. And so I started doing that. I started driving out to Boston mm-hmm. and uh, getting on where I could out there at the Comedy Connection at Faneuil Hall. They, uh had a thing where you could go up you know you could they had an open mic out there so I, I did that um as much as I could and, but the first open mic was one in Agawam Massachusetts and that was every month when I first started doing comedy I would prepare the whole month just to go to this Damn. for this one day wait how much time are you getting at this mic 
probably like seven minutes or something, five to seven minutes. Wait, and how far is this drive? Uh, 30 minutes, 35, 40 right. minutes, like 30 minutes. But yeah, it was right outside of Springfield, Mass. So, but and yeah, I would, I, yeah, it was like, I would prepare the whole month just to, just for those few minutes right there. That was like when I, that was like the first, like when I really first started. Yeah. I mean, that must've been so exciting. Were you also working during the day? Like, were you working, I guess, in your field from your degree? No, I got, I got, I was working. I got a job at Travelers Insurance. I was mm-hmm. uh, an insurance salesman, uh, licensed in 35 states to sell <laughs> auto and home and plus policies. <laughs> and, and because, you know, Hartford is like the insurance capital. So, oh, um, that. yeah, a lot of, um, most of the like insurance companies at the time were, ba- uh, were based out of Connecticut, mm-hmm. out of Hartford. So, um, I got a job at Travelers. I got a job there because they they were hiring you as long as you had a degree. So, and I needed a job. So, nice. Did you tell your family right away? Were you like, "Hey, I got, I fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna go into comedy"? Or, um, I I started. I just like I started doing it. I told my and, and I've always kind of been like, you know, my family thinks so funny. You know, I've, I've always yeah. been you know silly around them. So it wasn't something that they that they looked at me, it was like, what? You know, it was yeah. like, they're like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't think right. that. So they're pretty supportive. It sounds I like. I mean, you know, not really until. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, but, not, they, not, but they weren't like actively like, knock it off. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right. Because I had a job. So it was like, I was doing comedy and it was, it was kind of like, it wasn't affecting. Mm-hmm me living so it was you know because I was working and making money so and I didn't quit my job until I was like four years into comedy wow shit that's so early I think <laughs> I love that you say <laughs> until I was four years in and I feel like damn I that's that is like exceeding the dream I think everyone gets in I mean <laughs> as far as I've heard, like people get into stand-up and they're like, yeah, you know, about the 10 year mark, then you'll be making a living. And that's just kind of what you hope for. Like four years is fucking so killer. And was it just straight up stand-up then? Yeah. I, um, I, what I did, cause it was like, I was working at, uh, travelers and they laid us off mm-hmm. and they, and, and then they asked for some people to stay behind and shut down the call center. So we stay behind and they had to sign these contracts. And it was like January. They had to sign these contracts saying we'd be working till August. Then they laid us off the next month. But somebody in the office was like, hey, we got a contract with you guys. So they ended up having to pay us, having to pay us until August. Oh, shit. So Even was, they weren't using you? Right. So they, they laid us off in like February. And so they paid us until August. And I was like, I thought about going back and getting another job. But I was like, no, this is no, it's time to just do my comedy. Yeah, it feels like a sign. I mean, like not to be corny, but it's like you're given this gift of essentially a severance package. Right. To be like, go work on the thing that you want to do. Right. And so that's what, you know, and my my daughter's mother at the time was like, you know, you should get another job and all. I was like, no, no, (laughs) I'm not. I got this money coming in. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, I'm also, I have the job. The job is collecting this check. (laughs) Exactly. wait so all this is still in connecticut and at what point did you 
make the move? Um, I did. Well, I did four years and I, I got on comic. View, and that okay. was like, yeah, and that was like the biggest deal. That's what my family kind of really like. That's like my mother really started like being like, you know, because they called the house. I wasn't there. And she she called me screaming like, oh, my God, BG called the house. Oh, my God. So, so from then. That, Wait, they call and they give your mom the offer, I guess. Right. 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 Like she's my manager or something. Yeah. But, but I, I sent them a tape. I sent them a, a, a VHS tape because they're, they accept. Wow. Yeah, they're accepting tapes uh, at the time. You send them a, a VHS tape of your set. And I sent that and I tried to get on like two years into comedy and I called them up, but like it was, the way it was, <laughs> it was like you send your tape in and then you got to call this number yeah. and nobody ever answers it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and, um, but the first, the two years and I called them and I left a message and I was like, Hey, this is Marshall Brandon. Um, I'm calling to check on to see if y'all saw my tape. I know this is BT. So if y'all need to call me back, collect. It's okay, right? <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they called me back, but they said that, you know, they were like, oh, we're looking for your tape or whatever. The guy's laughing on it. But I didn't hear anything. I didn't submit the third year. And then so the fourth year, I had a, a really good tape I made at Caroline's. And I sent it and they called me back and they were like, yo, we love your tape. want to book you. But the number that I had, that they had my house number to call, mm -hmm. my mom's house number at the time. And so she calls me on my cell and she's screaming and going crazy. Like, oh my God, BET just called me. So after that, that's when they kind of started believing in me. That's so funny. I love it. Wait, what was your, how long was your set at Caroline's that you sent them? Um, it was a, a 15 minute set that I edited down to, to 10 minutes. And the way I, I had a, a, a VHS player, but it had uh -huh. two, it had two ports on it. Okay. So I put, I put a blank tape on this side and I put a blank in, a, in the tape I wanted to record from on the other side. And I would, and I played this tape, hit record, and I would hit pause when I, when I wanted to cut the jokes out. So I cut out about like five minutes worth of Damn. it. Like I did the, I did the editing on the VCR. <laughs> that is, <laughs> I, I would not be able to figure that out. That's so ingenious. And also like hilarious that it's a VHS tape. Right. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's the thing. Like when I, I remember back, like doing comedy, when you used to have to print the directions down and everything. Oh like yeah. That. Well, like I used to carry a big McNally map around in my car and all of that stuff. That's, I feel like I came in right at the tail end of that where some clubs were still like asking you to send a physical DVD, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, right. get out of here. We have email now, but it was like, I was like right when they were making the final adjustment to everything right. being digital, which, you know, I'm like, I feel like I sound like a damn dinosaur saying that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I, I remember sending headshots for flyers in the mail. <laughs> yes. Physical, physical headshots. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Um, so when was, what was the experience like taping comic view? That was, um, that was, it was crazy because mm -hmm. it was, uh, it was in, uh, the year they did it in South Beach. Oh, and shit. So, yeah, and we're at the, I forgot the name of the theater. Uh, wow, but it was a big theater. And it, it was, you know, down south it rained. It'll just rain, like, and then stop. But it, it rained and it was flooded. Like, I had to get out of my cab and pull my pants up above my knees and my but take off my shoes and socks to walk through a, like this flooded this part of that was flooded around to get to the theater like that. 
So it was, I, it was crazy because I'm out there. It's like my first time ever on television. I'm uh, you're soaked walking, from the rain. Yeah, and I'm walking in water up to my knees, like, and I'm like, man, you know, maybe this is another sign or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you're getting some confusing signs, right? But I went, I, I got in there, we went through and they started the tape and we're all like the fourth show or the third or fourth show. But the crowd was booing everybody. What? Yeah, they were booing. Like we're watching the show in the back and they're just booing comics off stage. What? And, yeah, and, I'm, and we're back like there like, like, oh, yeah, we <laughs> like, oh my God. But and I you're went out. Holding your shoes and you're like, fuck. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. And they, I mean, it was going hard booing people, but it came time for our show. And the first guy went up, he did, he did well. The second guy went up and he did okay. The third guy got booed. Then I went up and I did well. I had a really good set. And the okay. reason why is because I didn't realize that down in, like down there, they, you know, that's like, they got, a, it's a lot of West Indians and coming from doing comedy in Connecticut, New York. Connecticut, where I live, is like got the third biggest West Indian population oh. in the world. So, of course, being a new comic, I'm gonna have some West Indian jokes. And um, oh, interesting. So when I when I came out to do my set, it was like it's a bunch of West Indians in the audience mixed with the you know. Mm-hmm. So I went into one of my West Indian jokes, and they did and you they started did, laughing. you did you didn't have that planned. You were just like, here we go. No, those were the jokes I had. I, oh, okay. you know what I mean, like. Like and it and and they started laughing before I got to my punchline and I was like oh you know because I'm out there scared to get booed and so it was about like four thousand people in the uh, in sure. the uh, theater so it was uh, it was it was a great experience like I like I remember walking out because they had us backstage and there was a light above the uh, doorway and they said you'll hear them say your name but you don't go until you see the light. Mm-hmm. And so um, for taping purposes, so we're back there and I'm I'm standing at the door and I'm like scared as shit. And I'm looking at the light and the dude's like, don't go, don't go. And I hear him say my name. He's like, don't go, don't go. And he's like, go, 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 go. The light came up. I walk out. I see cameras all over the place. I see the dancers and everything. And I'm like, just to see a people. And I'm like, wow. I was like, whoo, here we go. And I went to the mic, but it was a great, it was, a, I had a really. Were you more experience. nervous or excited or were you like, what the fuck is going on right now? I was like, I hope this goes well, mm-hmm. because I was like, I do not want to get booed on TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had told everybody I was going to take comic view and I'm like, I don't want to get booed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> I was like, I hope they like these jokes. Yeah. So, That's so funny. It, Wait, did the, the ones that they booed, the booed, uh, did the comics got booed? Did they air those? No, you know what? They did have a segment called the worst of Comic View because they oh. had the best of Comic View uh-huh. and they had the worst of them. So they would show the comedians and then they would put that family feud X over them. Like they would tell a bad <laughs> joke and then it was like, <laughs> I have to look this up immediately. <laughs> oh yeah. Then they would just slide it to the right. And then, <laughs> but it was the worst of Comic View. It was like, all of, oh man. It was so, That's so fun. Yeah. Do you remember anyone you taped with? Yeah, I taped with uh, talent, a comedian named Mac Bootsy, a comedian named Big Sugar Wooga. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to tell days. me you got booed, by the way. <laughs> right, no. Nah, nah. As was far as comic, I know, I everybody you remember did well. <laughs> right, right. And Jonathan Gates, he was from Boston, but he did well on the show. But he he, he did well. He was on my, uh, and I knew him from Boston, so it was cool that he was there. 
a couple comics from New York. I know uh, Miles Green was down there, um, and it was, but it was like a whole bunch of comedians. So. That's awesome. So after you do Comic View, like, did you're you're still doing this on your own at this point? I assume because you're so early in, like your mom's managing you, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> my manager and my agent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your publicist <laughs> and your secretary. Right. Exactly. Um, so what happens after Comic View airs? Do you did you start to get other stuff right away from that? No, I didn't get Good. nothing. Like I but you know it was you know it was was cool. There was a veteran comedian who I talked to right the like the night we taped, he taped mm-hmm. too, and he, and he was like and he told me about his first time doing Bill comedy. Cosby he was or- like who? <laughs> no, 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 this is <laughs> Mac Bootsy. That's what his name was. <laughs> Mac Bootsy was his name. But he, he was like, man, I, I ran home and I, um, he was like, after he did it the first time, he ran home like and waited for the phone to ring. And he was like, man, the phone ain't ring. You know, he was like, you got to just get out and hustle after that. So I didn't, what it, what it kind of did was back then it kind of validated you, especially on the black circuit, it kind of validated you as a, as a comedian. Like, yeah. So they'll be like, did you, you know, you could be like, I did comic view. So it was like something to be able to say, you you know, to say you were on TV. So, but it didn't, yeah, for sure. it didn't really like change things for mm-hmm. me or change anything. So after that, like, what was your goal to do more TV stuff then? Or were you just like, I'm just going to keep doing stand up and see what happens or. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know. Like I like coming from Connecticut, it wasn't like there were comedians. There were some comedians before me, but they weren't, you know, they hadn't really advanced. One of them did comedy, but hadn't advanced past that. So it was like I didn't really know what to do next. I just knew that I had been on television. So um, I was like, I'm going to just keep doing comedy. Yeah, I was like, I had no idea. Like, like, you know, I just knew that I got on television. I knew that I could, you know, I just went and tried to work more stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Were you, did you start working the road a bunch then? Or what was your path, I guess? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I had already started working the road like three years in. I got on, um, I got to go to Germany for a couple of weeks. What? Wait. Um, I went, I, I did a military tour. I was uh, Spangdalem, Vilsack, Mannheim, Ramai. Um, wow. And it was, and, and I went, I went. Like three years in, I started, I went and then uh, the promoter over there, the guy who put all the shows together, he, uh, he liked me. So probably for the next four years, I went over there like every four months for like four years. I would go over there for for like two weeks. And this is for military gigs? Yeah. Just doing the same circuit? That's a a pretty nice setup. Yeah. It was like an independent uh, producer and he, he would, uh, do the deal with with with, with each base, and mm-hmm. so he bring us over there. We have like three or four shows a week, and then sometimes he would just add his own show because we he was paying us a flat rate for the week, so it wasn't like we were getting paid by mm-hmm. the show. Everybody was getting paid by the week, so you go over there. He'd be like, "Yo, we got three shows this week." A day later, we stopping at some nightclub to perform out of nowhere. He's just adding another that's so awesome. to the tour or whatever. So, but but I was. I was able to go all over Germany and Amsterdam and London. I mean, in England. So, God, throughout so those cool. times. Did you, yeah. who did you go on those tours with? Was it just, it was like you and a crew of comics, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. It would be, he would bring a, a host, a feature, and a headliner over. And 
So we'd all just jump in the van the next day, drive, you know, from three to six, seven hours to the next gig, get in that hotel. And even when we did England, we would just pack our backpacks. Mm-hmm. We would fly to England, do the show, and be back at the airport for like five, six in the morning, fly back to Fuck. Germany. That's so exciting, though. I feel like anytime, if you have big gigs out of town, it just like, I mean, obviously there's, the gigs are fun. It's, I feel like it's always fun to like, you know, adjust to a new city. Um, and then you have these like, obviously it fills out your calendar, but then I think it helps a lot when you come back to be like, oh, I was gone because like, there's something about being out of town for shows that validates you further to people around you. Oh yeah. You know, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially because everybody was like, there are a lot of comics because he was, he was doing that. Uh, I think he did it like every two weeks. Mm-hmm. He did a, um, he would, he would do two weeks. I think he would take two weeks off and then he would do two weeks again. Like, so there was a lot of comics who got to go, but there was a lot of comics who did. So, yeah. Uh, so to, it's just like another way to, to validate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's it awesome. definitely was. That's it was awesome. fun. Like, I was getting ready to pay to go to Amsterdam before, like, the first <laughs> yeah. time I got booked. I was getting, I was getting, re- I was like planning a trip to Amsterdam. And then I got booked on this Germany tour, which took us to Amsterdam. So, that's so fun. And Amsterdam's such a great city. I just did stand yeah. up there a couple of years ago and it was like the best time. <laughs> yeah, you've been moving around. You was in Dubai too just <laughs> yeah. recently. That, that looked dope. Yeah. Oh, it's it was so fun. I'll have to give you the contact for that. Uh, or I may have already texted you that. I, I'll make sure I give you the contact. But um, so you're, how did you end up uh, from this? Like, where did you, what was your first TV writing job? Because you said it wasn't Comedy Knockout. You said that was your second one. <laughs> Yeah, my first one was, um, well, Comedy Knockout technically was because um, Damon, Damon Lemon, uh, mm-hmm. Damon, he called me up a year before that. He called me and he was like, yo, he was like all modest and shit. He's like, yo, I, I got this little TV show, right? <laughs> and, and, they, and they asked me if I wanted to have somebody come in. I'm like, who has, a, nobody has a little TV show. Yeah. Damn it, right? It's like, you're just um, hosting it. You're just the face of it, but okay. <laughs> right. And I'm like, bro, this is a big deal. And so he, he said, uh, he said that, uh, that they were gone, that they asked me if he wanted to bring anybody to write. And mm-hmm. so they uh, booked me for two days to come in and write. And I wrote for two days and they uh, asked me to stay for two more. So I wrote for those four days uh-huh. and, and that was it. But I was just, um, it wasn't like it was when we wrote together. It was just like a little computer room or something like yeah. that. I wasn't a, really around talking to any other writers or anything like that. So I, I did that first. That was the first. You're thing just I like did. Damien's personal joke writer. <laughs> right. No, but, just a question. but when, I got, <laughs> when I got there, they were just, they was giving me the package. They, they gave me the packets that, you know, that the packets we had, and I would just write yeah. on those. And they were, they were like, mark down anything you think is funny, put a mark next to whatever you think is funny, and if you can add anything. So that's what I was just mm-hmm. going through what was already written and, and, you know, and adding what I could and like that. And I did that for four days, which was cool to me because I was like, you know, it was out of nowhere. And so that happened. And then the next year, uh, Bob Sumner had a show called Laugh Tracks. Mm-hmm. And so, he was, uh, when he originally did it, they were just doing the videos with the voiceovers. So me and him were talking. I was like, yo, Bob, you really should show the comedians. 
on the show. I said, you're just showing a reenactment of their jokes. But at the end, people don't know who the comedians are. I said, yeah. so, and, and I was like, you can cut away to the comedians on stage. And he was like, that's a TV show. He was like, that's the show. So he called his editor and all of that. I didn't think nothing of it. And so when it came time to shoot their pilot, he called me. He's like, yo, I'm going to have you come out right on the show. Now, this, now I did that in the office. Now, going mm-hmm. out here, now I fly out to L.A. I'm only making enough to, like, cover my ticket in my hotel, right. basically. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I was, it was, like, some big paying gig or something. But so now I'm on the set. And uh, whenever they needed lines for whatever they were doing, they would be like, cut. We need a line. And I got to, like, come up with something. And yeah. I never did this before. But I'm looking around. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I want a Hollywood set right now. <laughs> And so I wrote on the pilot. They're like, when the show gets picked up, we're going, you know, then we can really pay you like, you know, this and that. Cool. The show get, gets picked up somewhere in the shuffle. I get pushed out, which was, no. which was, yeah, it was like, yeah. And, and I had cleared out my whole summer because they were like, you know, I cleared out my whole summer. I was turning oh, down jobs, everything like, and you know, summertime is, you know, it's a little slower for us. Your mom's turning and down so, the jobs for you is what you mean. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, no, my son won't be there. <laughs> He's, he's a Hollywood writer now. No. I'm looking at his calendar. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hold on, BT's, in, BT's on the other line. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, um, so I, and and that's when I was, and so I was. It was funny because I was driving, and I had just found out that news that I wasn't going to be writing on this show, and I was, and I was driving on the highway, and I was like, man, I need a writing job, and so my mm-hmm. phone rings. I'm not even. I'm not, I'm like, I don't even know this number. I'm not about to pick it up. I answer the phone. I hear this English accent and it's, it's Tim. That was his name. Tim. Get it right? out. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and so I answer and I'm like, and I hear this accent. I'm like, he's like, he's like, Hey Marsh, uh, you know, we really love you. We are writing for the show. This time we want to bring you on for the whole run. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, <laughs> Oh shit. I'm like, Yeah. And and I had just like I was driving, just thinking about man, I need to get a I need a writing job. This he is called. Hold on, I gotta hop in the car real quick and drive around thinking about a writing job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, and that's that's like how I went down, and I was like, and so, and and so I got on that, um, and that's when I came in and and did that uh, for them, and so and I, it was like out of nowhere. And, and I was kind of like, damn, so I'm going to be in the writing room and write, like all of that stuff was like new to me as far as like writing on the same documents as people and and like how we're all writing together and all of that stuff. So, but it, yeah. it went down like that. And that was like, like that could, it couldn't have come out of a more perfect time. It was like, yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. Wait, so did it fill in the time that you had already set aside for the first show? No, it didn't fill it in, but it came close enough to where it was like, because once I found out I wasn't on that show, I really got on my grind. Like, I really started hustling and making calls and booking as much as I could, and, you know, and, and doing stuff to make money because it, was, it wasn't like I had any money. You know, it wasn't like I had like a big nest egg I was sitting on. I was like, oh, it's cool. I'm not uh, <laughs> yeah, I doing that job. Insurance, your insurance payment by then is done, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And and my car payment was due. So it was um so that but it came right on time. But it it was like I still had to hustle, like really hustle to get some more yeah. work and stuff like that. 
Yeah, it is uh, so wild how things just come out of feels like nowhere where it's not like really out of nowhere because you're doing the work, you know, but you just like don't there's no way to ever tell like what work you're doing is going to lead to which thing, you know, right? because it's like stand up could lead you to a writing job and writing could lead you to other things. It's yeah, it's not like a one for one, you know, Mm -hmm. that's really crazy. Wait, so were you on from season one then of Comedy Knockout? I know I was just no comedy, no comedy knockout. I did. I wait. No, I was. I was on this. I I wrote those those two days. I wrote mm-hmm. for those those two days. I wrote a lot of my material made it on the show. Uh huh. But then they they did season one. I don't whatever season that was. I because I, I came on for season two because it wasn't a season three. Oh, got it. And yeah, I, I came on at the beginning of season two. Got it. Okay, cool. For, that was so fun. It must have been like. I mean, obviously, I met. I Mark was the only person I knew ahead of time, Mark Agee. Um, mm. But do you think it was more fun to be able to write with Damien since you already knew him, like since you guys were friends? Yeah, it was. It was dope. Like the whole experience was was really good. You know what I mean? Like I, I it was just because at the time I was like really interested in in writing and being a writer. And yeah, everything like that. So it was like for me to get that job, it was. It was different than anything I'd ever done, and it was it was kind of like a level up for from just doing stand up. Because I'm like, now you know, every comedian's like, I'm a comedian, actor, and a writer. <laughs> yeah, but it's and like, actor like, and a director, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm actually a writer now. Mm-hmm. So, but it was yeah. real cool working with working with um Damien because he he's a real cool dude, man, and I like, and I respect his comedy, and you know, I always like to stand up and stuff like that. So. For him to call me, you know, I was like dope that he, you know, he was like, yeah, I always like how you write, you know, because I I knew him before, like, I was already doing comedy, Uh you know, when he started. So, but he was like, you always like how you write and and this and that. And so uh, it was just dope because I I, I wouldn't think in a million years that he would even thought of me to to call me and to write. That's great. Wait, and was he somebody you knew from Connecticut or just from New York? No, he's from New York. I met him just on the circuit. I met him oh. just running around uh, doing shows and stuff like that. Nice. So, um, very cool. And then what, after, once Comedy Knockout wrapped up, what was your, I we I mean, we kind of just like, I feel like everybody just kind of floated away. <laughs> yeah, everybody. I still talk to uh, Cody sometimes on, on online. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think, well, that's really about it. Uh, for you and Cody, I think, yeah. are the two people that stuck. For, oh, and... Um, Damn, I can't think of his name right now. Everybody's name's leaving my head right now. But yeah. my man, uh, he has the funniest videos online with the townie punks. And the, hey, guys, uh, he plays the guitar. I can't think of his name. But he's oh, plays the guitar. I don't know. I don't know who has the, whose videos. Not JP? Oh, not JP. Um, he's uh, He was a real eccentric. Uh, <laughs> Nick? He had a radio show. Oh. his show. I feel so bad now because no. I know him like. And we we always well, oh we, wait we Dave Hill Dave Hill that's what why, yeah why that's was what, I forgetting about Dave I <laughs> right so I I still stay in contact with Dave I went and did his radio show while we were oh uh, nice yeah Dave's writing. the racist he's yeah, so he's a, bizarre and funny and kind <laughs> he's dope yeah he's dope his videos are hilarious so, nice but, so um, are you are you writing on anything now or are you submitting stuff or are you just focused on stand up now. No, nah, now I'm just uh, I have I've been working on my own projects. I have yeah. some stuff 
that I'm, uh, I have two movie scripts done. Get out. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I want to get those done. And child, what I figured out about writing is like, I'd be grateful to get any writing job. I, yeah. I, any writing job that comes my way, like that type of opportunity, I would be so happy to get. But I really like working on my own stuff. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm probably a little more passionate about it. I haven't been able to get a job. You know, I haven't gotten a job, not that I haven't been able to, but I haven't had a job where, where you like, like on uh, like a sitcom, like mm-hmm. skit, like writing on a sitcom or yeah. something like that. I think I would enjoy that, like formulating the dialogue and stuff. Yeah, uh, breaking um, story. That's not, that sounds really tough and really satisfying too. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, such I a think, different skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I'm, uh, so I just been working on my, my projects as far as writing and I haven't been really looking for writing jobs or anything like that. Yeah. So, so with stand up in the past, like couple of years, I know you've been doing, you were doing some shows with Chappelle and stuff like that looks, that looks like it's so fun. Cause it's, I mean, like obviously because it's Dave, but then also cause it's a whole crew of people. It's not just like, yeah. The two of you. I feel like that makes it look so much more fun for me. It's like, oh shit, it's just a big group of friends cruising yeah, around that's what, stand up. That, that's what it is. It's like I was I got uh like I've I've been touring with Donnell for like mm-hmm. six years. And so that's how I originally that's how I met Dave. And um but then when when the pandemic hit, I ended up out at his uh camp in Yellow Springs. And so I went out there for like the I was planning on going for the weekend, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get out there. So it comes like Sunday night hits. And I'm like, all right, D, I'm probably going to hit the road. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, stay, stay. Um, I, I'll pay for your hotel, right? And so I stay that day. And I'm in this, now nah, he done paid for me to stay in like this nice ass hotel. And I'm uh-huh. like, okay, cool. And so then the next day I'm getting ready to leave. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, stay. I'll pay for your hotel again. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, Look, if you're going to pay for my hotel, then just give me the money and I'll go over here and stay where I was staying at before because I could stay for like three days. Uh, yeah, for the same price. Yeah. It, right. So within those three days, it was kind of like I'm looking at, you know, thinking about my my place back in Connecticut. And I'm like, why? Why go there if I could be here? This like the place. Yeah. It was just everything was just so, so dope. You know what I mean? So I ended up staying for like three months damn damn that's a lot longer than one weekend yeah so in within the three months i was able to go to like 40 shows and and i wasn't performing but i was just meeting people and um i did perform twice at a uh another event they had but not Uh in the cornfield and but it was kind of like going to a master class because you got i got to see some of like some of the greatest comedians perform out there (laughs) yeah so yeah, just seeing stuff on like Instagram, I was like, damn, what a cool thing that he set up where it's like, you know, in a time when pe- we can't really travel, there's a lot of shit was shut down. Um, and it's, it was just so cool that, you know, this sprang up and it's, you know, this, uh, it's like summer camp for, it, it is summer camp, but for it adults, was, you know, yeah, it was that we were on the river playing kickball. We were doing, it was just like a bunch of grown kids, like just <laughs> having a great time. It was a, it was a, a, a dope community that he, that he created. And that led to, um, so after summer camp was over, I ended up uh, going to Texas 
Uh-huh. And and there, um, a couple of the comics that were on that was that were hosting the show, they got exposed to COVID. They had to go away, and yeah. so for three days. But they didn't have it. But they, you know, it's just so tight, right? They, you know, they careful since they were exposed. Yeah, so that opened up the door for me to be able to perform on the shows because instead of canceling the shows, they just let me do the opening spot. Oh, nice. Where was it? Was that in Austin or? Yeah, that was in Austin with Joe Rogan when uh, Dave was with Joe Rogan out there. It was oh, me, cool. uh, Donnell, Mo Ammer, Michelle Wolf, and Mo. T- Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah, Mo is the nice. greatest. Mo's dope. Yeah. So it was, and that, and so from there, I just started performing more and more, like um, uh, more of the shows that was going on, and then ended up back in the cornfield and getting to perform out there. So that's so fun. Yeah, it's been a crazy ride like since the <laughs> pandemic hit. <It's laughs> isn't like, isn't yeah. it like I feel like stand up for as many things as there are where you can look at something and think like, oh, I want to do that. It also takes you in all these crazy directions where you're like, I never would have fucking imagined. Right. You know? like, <laughs> right. It's like you you end up doing so much or end up somewhere that like you never thought you would see or just I always in comedy there are certain times that I get places and I just stop and I look and I just mm-hmm. I just take a deep breath and take in my total surroundings because it's you know I'm like damn you know like the first time I ever did a cruise ship you know I'm looking over I'm on a you know I have a balcony on my room and I'm looking over you know looking at the fish swimming by the boat you know jumping out of the water yeah. and stuff and I'm like man I didn't even like I feel like I should be paying for this but I'm getting paid for it yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, criminal justice probably wouldn't send you out in a. <laughs> oh no, I was no, I was gonna, I was heading to law school. That's where I was gonna go. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was my plan. But I had a daughter. Yeah. And it was come time to graduate, so I, I just went home and got a job. Yeah. Yeah, criminal justice. I've never even worked in the field. I never even like. That's funny. Do you think though that it prepares you in a way? Because I did. I mean, I don't know if this sounds corny or lame or something, but. I initially wanted to go to school for law. And so I did all this like student government stuff and we had to like try cases. And I feel like learning how to learning the mechanics of a good argument helped Mm. me with stand up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's, it's all reading comprehension. Yeah. Like when, you know, if you, you know, just like when there, when we used to have to read the paragraph and they say, you know, pick out the most important or the sentence that explains. Right you know, the thesis sentence and all of that different stuff. And it's kind of like that when you, when you write, you know, it's like, you want to set your jokes up, but you don't want to be talking forever. You know, you want to kind of give them the most clear, you know, clear cut setup that explains everything, but doesn't give everything away. But I definitely, and my, my sister was an English major in college, my older sister. So she graded, she graded all my papers in high school. So she's like really responsible for teaching me how to write. You know, oh, I love that. Wait, is this the same yeah. sister that took you, bought you the ticket to Eddie Murphy? No, that's my other okay, sister. Shit. No, no, the whole family is smart they're, one. They're all responsible in different <laughs> right. ways. <laughs> right. We always say she's a smart one, though. The one that taught me how to write. She's uh-huh. like, that's that's her thing. She knows every word. Like, there's not a word that you can say to her out of the dictionary. She doesn't know. That's incredible. She'll read a book, read a book in like two hours, two, three hours. Damn, I can't. I'll read a book in two months. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm looking everything up like, what? What is this? <laughs> I get stuck on the forward. You know what I mean? Like, That's so funny. Book. 
it must be so fun also for your siblings to watch you succeed, you know, and knowing that like, you know, your sister had a, a part in that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was talking very- to her about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was telling her about that the other day and I always thank her because, it's, because she used to just like my, like I'd, have a paper that I wrote for school and she go through it and she just like mark it all up. But I learned a lot, you know, mm-hmm. I learned a lot. So it was, it was definitely like a good thing to have for her around. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so where are you? I know you're in Yellow Springs now, just you're, you have some shows with Danelle, right? Yeah. Yeah. We got Thursday and Friday out here and then, um, we're heading to Milwaukee from there. Dave's got, he got shows with Dave. I don't know. I don't, I'm going out there. I don't know if I'm gonna be on them. I'll probably right. end up on them. But um Thursday and Friday, we out here at Wiley's Comedy Club in Dayton. And then they're nice. going there. And then we come, I'm coming back home and I gotta do my uh Wednesday. I produce a show at the Funny Bone in Connecticut. So I'm gonna do that Wednesday. And then Thursday, sand back out on the road to San Diego. Oh, nice. When are you in San Diego? I'm I'm not sure. I think this will drop probably next week. Next weekend. I'll be out there next weekend. Oh, nice. Like what? What is that? 10th, 11th? Or no, that's the 15th. I got to look. I'm, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't I just, know what next weekend is anymore. And I like barely yeah. know where I'm at, you know? Right. I, I just found out I was doing it like this morning. So <laughs> <laughs> were you, let me guess you were driving in your car and you're like, man, I got to book a weekend. <laughs> yeah. I need some shows. Give me the keys. <laughs> your phone just rings for some reason. Yeah. It's Tim Fernara. You're like, what the fuck? You're right. Booking yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That was the craziest call. Cause, I, Cause you know, sometimes like, you, like if, if the phone doesn't have a, I mean, if the number doesn't have a name, yeah. You, you know, you listen for the voice and try to make the voice out. But I knew I had no idea who this was calling me. Yeah. And then I thought it was like some, you know, like some, uh, you know, like some car insurance, you know, car warranty people or something right. like that. Well, was that, so, was that your game when you were selling insurance? This call with a British accent? Oh, no, no, no. They, people called us. It was, it was, there was no cold calling. People, people called us to get quotes. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way I would have did that job if I had to bother people. I had to call people. I've never wanted no job like that. That's really funny. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> um, well, cool. I it sounds like you've got a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. Um, that's such a corny way to say it. On the horizon. On the horizon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in rural Indiana now, so I'm saying all kinds of corny stuff. What are you um, doing out there? Visiting I you're in- oh, okay. Visiting cool. my little cousins for a couple of days. Um, oh, that's dope. You move yeah. around a lot. Every yeah. time you're always like somewhere. Yeah. My dad said I'm like fleas on a dog. That's what he called me. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm one like, way to put it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I try to stay moving around, you know, because then I don't have to pay attention to any responsibilities around me. <laughs> right. <laughs> always That's on the go. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I have one one more question I like to end my podcast with. Uh, mm. If you're if your childhood self, like 11 year old Marshall could meet you as an adult right now, what do you think he would think? Um, 11 year old me. (laughs) Wow. 11 year old me (laughs) would be like, yo, where's your jet? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) 11 year old me. (laughs) And I'm doing, and I think I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, you are doing really good. 
11 year old me would probably not be that impressed. He would probably be like, yo, man, we, <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, where's the Lambo? <laughs> He's like, you were supposed to be on some Eddie Murphy shit by now. <laughs> right, exactly. I see he definitely, he definitely would, would be telling me that. Like, That's so funny. He would be telling me that. I That's love fun. it. That's a good question. Too. You know, I, I always wonder, because I do, I think that I try to be, I try to live up to my expectations of what, you know, I wanted for myself when I was a kid, because things get mm. skewed, you know? You grow up and life gets tough and you change your priorities. And I think it's important to, I don't know. I know that sounds really corny or mystical or whatever, but I'm like, I think it's important to check in with your child self, you know? Yeah, that's true. Which I think you can argue you were doing that all last summer. I mean, that's fucking playing out in a field with a bunch of your friends. Yeah, it was amazing. It was the the best thing I ever did in my life. Yeah, comedy or not, that sounds like the best damn time. Right. And it wasn't it was it wasn't even. A, and that's the whole thing about it, it wasn't even about like comedy because it was a group, you know, it was a group of comedians mm-hmm. that were out there. But it was so many more people than, you know, from different walks of life yeah. that I got to meet who I'm like, who I'm like still close with to, to this day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not like it was 15 years ago, it was last year. But, I mean, <laughs> but even to keep that contact, like, you you know, once you get to a certain age, you don't think you're going to be making a bunch of new friends. You know? Right, totally. And I've you're made like, well, I'm so done. many. Yeah, I've made okay. so many new friends. So. That's so And cool. I did what you would call it, too. I did, uh, which popped up out of nowhere, Flatbush Misdemeanors. I was in the first episode of that on Showtime, too. Oh, cool. Uh, and that just, um, they just got renewed for a second season. So. Nice. I'll have to check but, that out. Yeah, it was dope. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. It was so great to talk Thank to you. you. It was really great to talk to you. We got to do this. We got to do this more often. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, that was Marshall Brandon. You can find him on Twitter at Marshall B Comedy and on Instagram at Marshall Brandon Story. And uh, hop on over there, follow him on social media, and find out when he's going to be in a city near you because you're going to want to see him live. Um, and I am Lisa Curry, of course. You can find me on Twitter at Lisa underscore Curry and on Instagram at Olympian Lisa Curry. As usual, if you're enjoying the show, like, subscribe, leave a nice little comment. I have a lot of shows coming up with uh, Jim Jeffries and a lot on my own. So head over to my website, lisacurry.net, to check those out. And uh, I will see you soon. Thank you. Bye.